to Battle Red Radio. I'm Matt Weston tonight. I'm joined by the Robert to my Sala to discuss the NFC round, the NFC section of the 2020 division round the NFL playoffs. How are you doing tonight, Taylor? I'm not doing well, man. I'm just, you know, hanging out. I'm just trying to watch some Pixar films. And once again, you're disrupting me for my evening. It's the playoffs. Dude, I'm on like a, a marathon run here. I've done some cocoa. I've done some soul. This is where I'm at in my life. You're just trying to ruin it, throw a wrench, say, Taylor, you have work. Well, the problem is the NFL gave you six playoff games last weekend. But there's some breaking news we talked about last episode. Urban Myers going to Jacksonville. Robert Salas going to the New York Jets. What does that mean to me? Uh, he's a defensive coordinator at San Francisco. Well, he's going to New York. I think it's a good spot, though. I like that. I like that hiring as head coach. Head coach, really? Yeah, that's interesting. And the Jets have a pretty good defense. Like Quinn Williams, something you can anchor entire defense around. Like their defense is pretty good. It's just a lot of players you don't know about, like Bleshawn Austin and Marcus May, and uh, Fokanuwu, that guy from Stephen F. Austin. What'd you call me? Fokanuwu. Okay, just yeah. wanted to make sure. A lot of guys, son of a bitch. A lot of guys like that. Um, but I think this gets fun. Like I think the Jets are also a team too. Like. They just need somebody who's confident, you know, somebody who can lead some men and like get like some level of normalcy in that franchise. And I think Salah can do exactly that. Hey, I just want to jump to this again here because it's part two. We got to just keep going with my hatred and my laughing of you. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so the Deshaun Watson, for me, if they don't hire the Kansas City coach, he's gone. I don't think so. I think he's, I think so. If they don't hire the Kansas City coach, he is so gone. I think that's the only person he wants. And if McNair does not just say, okay, you get him, then guess what? Bye-bye. I don't think so. He better at least I think, to pick the coach. I'll put it to you that way. I think they fired Jack Easterby, who's like the, the, pre, the, uh, the priest who's riding the entire team, actually. I think they fire him be like, yeah, I trust y'all again. Do whatever y'all want to do now. After that point, but I don't think she'd be enemy or bust. The guy that actually had control over everything, but didn't get fired when he's the one that put Bill and the GM in a place. No, what happened was Bill brought him to Houston uh-huh. to like be the culture guy because he's like, that's our problem here in Houston. It's the culture. That's why our offense is very mediocre. How do I get to have a job that my job title says culture guy? I have no How idea. How can I have that title? I just want a name tag that says, Taylor, we're bringing you in because you're a culture guy. I have no You idea. know how you can bring everybody's <laughs> spirit up. We got, we got to get ourselves to Taylor. It, yeah, it definitely sounds like some like postmodern office made up <laughs> Austin, Texas yes. tech job. But yeah. And uh, and then whenever he was there, Bill O'Brien kept giving him more and more responsibilities because they're best friends. And all of a sudden, they become the general managers after they fired Brian Gaines, trying to bring Nick Casario in. And now Casario's the general manager because Easterby's still there. And the whole thing's a mess, but I don't know. I can't see Watson being traded. He's under contract to like 2024. Yeah, Is he going to stop playing football for four years? Look at James Harden. It's not the same thing. <laughs> all I know is that Houston has a butt it's show so all, ar- all around here when it comes to their sports. 
And it's the funniest thing for me to be able to sit back and watch because my teams suck all around. Yeah, yeah. So at least they're not trying to make me hate them even more. Your teams are doing all they Don't can. Don't hear like, me. These are my teams. Oh, I'm sorry. Once again, ladies and gentlemen, for the part two, I'm sitting across a Buffalo Bills jersey. Again. How get used am to I? it. Oh. You got three more weeks to it. it. We're done with this. We're going to Super Bowl We're done with this year. after this week. Uh, well, you know, my favorite thing about the Harden thing is it's like for what, eight years? All we heard was James Harden's actually really good. None of the Houston people will admit to us, he's by the so way. so good. That we were right. James Harden, no, he's a loser. He's a loser. The problem with James Harden was this. You can't be somebody in the regular season who does every single thing who controls the ball all the time and, and carries the entire team. Else. And now it's the postseason. Now you're like, actually, we're passing the ball. We're going to give it to this guy. And then everybody's like, actually, we never did this all year. And now you want us to do this because you're a coward? That's what, that was what was wrong with James Harden. And Eric Gordon goes three for 12. P.J. Tucker, yeah. three for 12. And like, guys, what are we all doing? We'll, we'll you pass us the ball when you never pass us the ball. And there was only two seconds left on the shot clock. And that uh, that when they lost to San Antonio, what was that, 15, when Ginobili blocked him? Funniest thing of all time. It's the funniest thing the of all time. The game-winning block by the 41-year-old Ginobili was the funniest thing That's of all time. That's what you need to be able to tell you who James Harden is. You know why? Because <laughs> he wasn't looking to make the shot. He was just looking to body bump him. Yeah, it. he was trying to the free throw line. That, that's all he was doing, not yeah. to make the shot. And it was the entire ball got devoured. And by the way, the, let's just, oh, sorry, this will be the last thing we talk about NBA. The big controversy in NBA, you hear about what Trey Young does? No. That whenever a guy, they set a screen, guys running behind him, Trey Young will immediately pop up, back his body back into him. You know how you stop that? You immediately hit him. You immediately, if you're going to get a foul call anyways, you know how you stop that when yeah. he backs in you? You hit him good. Okay. And you just put him on the ground because he's tiny. Yeah, yeah. And he's like my size. And I swear to God, if a guy your size hits me on the side when I'm jumping up trying to get a foul, I'm not laughing. Instead, I'm grabbing my side going, okay, I won't do it again. Yeah. Somebody needs to put him on his ass. Right. I'm tired of that. Like I'm tired it. of that crap. Uh, well, so also, this is your, so these games, we may have some bad games this weekend. Who knows? Kansas City-Cleveland may be like a 31-point game. Do you have any entertainment options for the football fan who's like, I don't want to watch the end of this Cleveland blowout. What am I going to do in the meantime until uh, Saturday Night Football begins? You know, with this type of audience, you know what I, this is the one that I can't stand about this type of audience here that we speak to with our 6 million listeners. This is what I can't they're stand. All, everything about our audience is great. Don't say this. This is what I can't stand. I bet you they're all Tenet fans. I bet you they all love the Christopher Nolan Tenet movie that just came out a while back, but it's now on the Blu-ray. I just watched it for the first time. You know, it's a piece of crap. Tenet. You, you know, what, it's not a good movie. Oh, you know what? Tenet. You know what Tenet is backwards? What is it backwards, Matt? Tenet. Oh, you know Ooh. why? Because the movie's about going... The movie doesn't make sense. Ooh. The movie doesn't make sense. And if I... Just, Denzel Washington's son should never get an acting job again. If I have to watch him, and I made not this complaint when he was on Ballers, by the way. Not any acting job? He should never get an acting job. Not one? He is not a good actor. Okay. Not a good actor. I'm so happy that you're Denzel's son. Oh, my Lord. Your father is a wonderful human being all around and a great actor to us all. You're garbage. See, this Take is a why, seat on the bench. This is why we're not on television, because you say these things like this. What? This is what, what are you talking about? It's honesty. Denzel's keeping us back, dude. All I know is if you want to watch something great, turn on some Bridgerton on Netflix. Right. Go back to some 1800s, some classiness. I feel like I should be a Duke these days wearing a suit at all times. Just talking like, where are you? You have a movie I need you need to watch them, right? Maid. I need my butler. 
I need you to bring me what I need. I just need some tea. You know, you need, some tea? You, know you need to watch? What do I need? Barry Lyndon. What's Barry Lyndon? It's so good. What is that? It's like about that, when did they, the exact on, time period. Uh, 78. I hate you. No, okay, listen. <laughs> stop, stop, <laughs> stop, 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 stop. They filmed it all. They did all the lighting. They lit individual candles to shoot the shots in. It's absolutely beautiful. You love it. They Watch Barry Lyndon. Okay. They made those scenes with actual candles because yes. there's no electricity in the time period that you watch this movie. No, it came, that's when the movie was shot. Kubrick. There was no electricity at this time. It's Stanley Kubrick. Maybe. Then. Watch it. It's spectacular. Well, that means it falls down some type of hole. It's it's absolutely spectacular. I don't know. I'm not gonna go. I'm gonna go watch my Bridgerton. Eight episodes. Already binged it. You wanna know why? I'm a sucker for love. That's good. That's all it is. Uh, if my girlfriend's listening to this, don't watch Bridgerton. She better be it's watching it. Bad. She needs to you be don't watching some watch Bridgerton it. tonight. You know what gets nope. anybody hot and heavy? Watch some Bridgerton. Tell me those sex scenes aren't real. Tell me what they're doing is not real. Oh, yeah. By the way, TVMA, I don't go anywhere no, else. No, we're watching The Sopranos all summer. Okay. That's See, how we're doing. No, because nobody wants. Oh, my God. We're watching The Sopranos Let's all summer. Go back to 2002. No, it came out four oh two. It came out pre nine eleven, dude. Okay, you you're not making different it. America. You know what, Matt? This isn't making it better. This is just proving my it's point fun- that you watch anything pre two thousand. It's the funniest show of all time. It's not. It's the funniest movie of all time. That's not the point of Sopranos is to be the biggest comedy of all time. It's the funniest show of all time. I'm pretty sure it's classified <laughs> under drama. It doesn't matter. You no, know, I think it does when it comes to the actual what what's the word the actual genre of it. Yeah, it's hilarious. Drama. The no, drama no. is hilarious. Yeah. No. You know what the you know the drama you know what the uh, type of show it is, Italian. That's what it is. <laughs> That's what makes you laugh. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You, you like it's Peter like, and Family like, Guy. <laughs> <laughs> it's like what's the cat? What type of like show is Sopranos? Oh, it's Italian. <laughs> it's just, Jim, it's Jimmy Garoppolo. You're Peter from Family. It's now. Nick Allegretti. That's what you are. No, I'm not. All right. So the NFC we have Los Angeles, Green Bay. The Packers are six and a half point favorites. We have Tampa, New Orleans. The Saints are three-point favorites. Starting here at Green Bay, the weather, 25 degrees and snowing in Green Bay on, I guess this game is going to be Saturday afternoon at 3.30, the first game of the weekend. Um, This game is going to be the number one defense against the number one offense. Do you have any hope for the underdog Los Angeles Rams in this one? Absolutely not. Absolutely not? Is it because of the weather? Well, it's also because we also have some dispute here. Jerry Goff's already saying that there's reports, oh, I should have been the starter last week. I think it's a ridiculous notion that I was not the starter. So you're already having your quarterback throwing hissy fits because he feels like that his thumb was good enough. But, man, how cold is it going to be on Lambeau Field here? You may say it again. I need you to say it again. 25 degrees and snowy. You know what that means? Run the football. Those pins in that thumb, my are man. Are cold? They are going to be cold. That thumb is not going to be feeling it like it would. Whenever you have an injury such as that, Whenever there's some type of metal, it's not going to feel good on that body. Where did you get your MD at? Oh, you know where I got it? Yeah, yeah. Hey, man, I got it on the internet. Okay. So The Caribbean? Yeah, it was actually on Reddit. You got from Costa Rica? I got it on Reddit. You got your MD from Costa Rica? I clicked a link, and it took me to a page. Okay. Now, there was some like anime stuff, hentai, but I exited out of that. Yeah, so. Dr. Hentai. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But it was, it was some good stuff. Either way... All I know is when you have an injury like that, it's just not going to look good. And that's not even me just being like, oh, I'm a dad. Man, when you have a cut or something or where you have pins in you or where you have anything like a... When I broke my arm, for example, mm-hmm. and I was in a cast, what always made the cast not feel well, my arm felt numb, was the cold weather. 
Okay. That's God's honest truth. Yeah. If you want to disagree with me, go to hell. But that's not I'm not the disagreeing only reason. with you. I just well, don't so, think the Rams so are that good. With Goff, they need to make this a two throw game for Goff. That's what they did last week in Seattle. He made two throws. He hit that uh, vertical route to Cooper Cup because it, <laughs> Jamal Adams is so is Cooper funny. playing? Yeah, he's playing. Okay. Jamal Adams is the funniest player of the NFL. He's hysterical. He's the worst player in the NFL. Just like he's a defensive end. He led the team in sacks. They so, they gave up so much for him. He can't cover it all. He can defend the run. And it's like, just you can find like you and I a third safety who can do this. And and also just like the way he reacts to every play and how much crap he talks. He should have been <laughs> and like thrown how out. sad he gets every single time he gives up a play like that. He should have been thrown out last game. Why? He hit the quarterback. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, no. And the fact that there was not even a flag on it, it's like, okay, well now I know what you do when it comes to these types well, of Well he corners. was a runner is the thing. Matt, he was sliding. I know, he's a runner though. But he was sliding. It wasn't well, it, was, like, it was similar to the Wentz thing last year. He was sliding, though. Wait, well, no, Wentz actually didn't slide. He yeah, dealt. and yeah, that's yeah. what you and I argued about. And I still said that <laughs> yeah, it was an illegal yeah. hit on Wentz. And no, you that said was no. legal. That was fine. Yeah, exactly. So that one was fine, yeah. according to you, which I still say no. Yeah. Was this one fine? It was bad. This one was bad. Yeah. This one did not look good for me because it's clearly he's sliding. He's giving himself up, and he's going down. Then Jamal Adams is jumping at him. It should have been thrown out, but be, no, if it was Ramsey, Jamal Adams, any one of these top corners, we give them beneficial treatment. Don't talk to me when you're a defensive player. Oh, all the receivers get everything. No, Ramsey is so handsy. I can't well, well, wait. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, wait, I'm going to add this other thing about golf. So last oh week he made God. two throws. He made that throw to Cup, and he made the wide open throw to, guy to Robert Woods on the corner route uh, off play action. Two throws. That was all he needed to make. They won 30-20. Uh, Seattle also had a good coward's punt that I forgot to write about this week in 10 things. I think it's kind of gone a little bit forgotten where they like didn't allow them to call a play in fourth and one and took a delay of game penalty instead of calling a play and punted. And then they also had their guy fumble the punt um, kind of closely afterwards. And they lost 30-20, including like a garbage time you know touchdown as well too. But the Rams are the best defense in football. And there are like a few things in this game where they have the opportunity to make it close. Um, one is they have the best pass; they have the best deep pass defense in football. Um, their DVOA is negative thirty six point eight percent deep passes. And like one of the things that Rodgers is great at, and the Packers are as a whole are great at, are like picking their deep shots and chances to throw downfield. And uh, the Rams play like two high safety shells, and so like you're not going to get those same throws like Mark Hesvela Stanley's just like running down the field on touch, or you had Devontae Adams on the outside. Like a one versus one matchup against like a bad cornerback, you know, it's gonna be hard for Green Bay to like get quick points like that because of how good the Rams are um, in their deep in their de- with their deep pass defense. You know, I'm not a Green Bay fan whatsoever. Yeah, I hope. Which Devont- of these teams do you like less? I hope Devontae Adams destroys Ramsey. Okay. I hope that Devontae has a hundred and seventy yard game, and I hope it's twelve catches. By the way, you know he's like top receiver in the league, right? Yeah, yeah. And you know he missed three games. Yeah, for the amount of he targets the that he had, he led the league in touchdowns. And it, well, for the amount of targets that he had, I think it was like eighty something more than the next guy. But the reason why I bring that up is because he missed three games. Yeah, yeah. So no matter what, they're going to keep trying to feed him, and I'm so excited because the Ramsey crap of being handsy all the time just pisses me off. And I brought it up on the show so many. I don't think he was handsy last week. He wasn't, but he that's was just great because DK week. is already handsy. This is pretty much I, who's the bigger muscle like, guy. And it was kind of cool last week because like the Rams match Metcalf's physicality. Yeah, that that drag route he ran and Josh Johnson murdered Metcalf. He has never been hit like that before. That was cool. 
and uh, Ramsey was able to like match him to his upper body strength. That's great. What uh, what interests me? Still so young. Yeah, I know he's, he's like twenty two. <laughs> it's his second year, and we're talking about oh, yeah. he finally got hit. Well, him and Brown are in their third third year next and year. They're already ginormous. I like Brown more than Metcalf though. Nope. I do. I'm not saying he's better. I'm just saying like I like watching Brown play more. Nope. Uh, what interests me in this game with Adams though isn't him on the outside. It's him in the slot. And one of the things that Adams is really great at is like being in the slot. Exactly. And it's like, what are you going to do when he goes to the slot? Are you going to follow They're Ramsey? Follow him. But I don't know, though, because they kind of. don't think he'd follow? They mainly they play a lot of quarters, though. They play a lot of too high defenses. And so it's like, but usually are you going to. one on one like that, Ramsey always But follows. they don't know that it's not how they play their defense, though. You don't think Ramsey would do it in the playoffs, though? I don't I'm know. Saying. I'm saying I don't know, but I'm saying typically they wouldn't. And so with Adams playoffs. there in the slot, I don't know what they're going to do there for it. Uh, and like Adams, one of the things he's really great at is being the slot and then running those those fade routes from there to space. It's like, are you gonna put Troy Hill there? But even then, if you run those fades, you have another safety deep there at that point too. So I'm not exactly sure how they're going to be able to um, get those deep shots. Like the Rams don't blitz very much. They will blitz. They'll rush five sometimes, and they do a good job creating individual matchups. You know, Aaron Donald has like a four eye is absolutely absurd. Um, and like Leonard Floyd is gonna get paid a ton of money and have like four sacks somewhere next year. But like they have good players aside from that with you know Sebastian Joseph Day and Gaines and Morgan Fox and these kind of like underrated you know guys kind of came out of nowhere who are like late round picks and the Rams have done a great job out developing like late round picks and undrafted free agents too, and so like again I don't know what they're gonna do with Adams and whenever he's in the slot like this is the first time I watch for is like when they put Adams in the slot how they're gonna cover him are they gonna put Troy Hill there are they gonna follow Ramsey over there. And uh, like that's the first thing I'm gonna watch for whenever this game kicks off. I I actually kind of agree. I I will agree that I think that's probably the most intriguing matchup for me. That gets me most interested in this game is being able to watch those two because I hope for mm-hmm. annihilation on Ramsey. I just think I I hate the Green Bay Packers so much because of how Aaron Rodgers just well, talked about his season. Who do you hate more? The I, Rams and that's or where Packers? I'm at, dude. That's where I'm at with this. This is so conflicting for me. I think I would hate I hate the Rams more because at least I don't want the Rams to get any type of more credit. No matter what, Aaron Rodgers is going to get the credit. Even if he loses, they're going to blame something else. Or they'll just say, ooh, Aaron just had one of his off nights. That's all they'll just say. It's just an excuse for Let's say, how about that Los Angeles defense? But the Rams, they'll start blowing up Jared Goff. And if I have to hear another blow up of Jared Goff, if I have to hear more about how great the Los Angeles Rams are, I'm going to blow my brains out with this. Yeah. Well, the only that's impressive is Dom. <laughs> that's it. Yeah. Well, I don't know. I really no, like their don't. defense. Well, Dom. They have the best defense in football. I'm not doing this with Ramsey. Stop. Yeah. I'm Okay. You can't. You don't Stop have it. to I'm do that with Ramsey. Ramsey. That's fine. I'm not doing this. Uh, but like one of the things I really like about the Rams defense is how much they've done with late round picks and kind of guys out of nowhere. Like I told you like four weeks ago, I was like, I didn't like the Rams at all. I was like. We both hated them. We didn't even expect them to make it this far whatsoever. Well, yeah. But we had this conversation like a month ago. I was like, I kind of like the Rams, you know. Oh, my God. And, uh, and so like I'm really excited for this game. I really have enjoyed watching this Rams defense for the last like you know six weeks or so now. Uh, so the Rams defense, they're first in net yards at ten at five point one. They are uh, first in passing yards allowed three thousand fifty one. First in points allowed two hundred forty six. The one thing about this game though for their defense is with they don't have any good linebackers and like not necessarily their linebackers aren't good. They're a lot of, like late round picks and undrafted free agents and so it's like what. Tampa Bay did so well against Green Bay is how Levante David and White were able to shut down their toss plays. 
and be able to actually chase and stop their screen games, stop their exterior runs. And so, like, how well... Um, I think one of the key points of this game, though, is like how well Los Angeles' linebackers play. I was going you think Aaron that Jones they're even close plays. to what Tampa Bay had that no, game? I yeah, okay. that. No, I never no, said that. No, 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 I'm doing yeah. I'm actually I'm saying like, that's what I'm interested in watching this game, though. It's like how fast can they, they be can able to have, upgrade yeah. the game. Can they make tackles and Aaron Jones you. outside the tackles? Because, like, the ran, the... The Packers, like it's, they're gonna be able, I think, to be. They have the best, like they have the most balanced offense. Control they it. have the best offense this year. But it's like, how do they consistently create easy yards? Because I don't think the deep shots can be available for them. But that's kind of going back to the point of what you even mentioned. I feel like Aaron Jones also. I feel like this is a very extremely balanced team where we're talking about Aaron Rodgers, but yet there's the other Aaron that's also being handed the ball. Mm-hmm. And he's he's fant- incredible. He's he's, he's like Kamara. He's like Kamara. Whoa! I'm now going. He's out. not asking. He's not asking exactly, Kamara, but, but I would he's say like Kamara. Step like how we how we how I compare Mahomes to Allen. It's the similar thing with Kamara and Aaron Jones. He's just like a light beer version of him. I would say, okay, maybe that with the running backs. Don't compare Josh Allen to P. Mahomes. Just don't do that in front. He's of the him. shiner light blonde version of him being a jellyfish. It doesn't matter, but the jellyfish is so much different than the shiner light blonde. Yeah, I'm not saying that they are. Well, you make me sick by your comparison sometimes, <laughs> okay? Because I know you want to bring Josh Allen into every conversation, but we talked about him last episode. Just get him out of this episode. Get your jersey off. We're done with it. All I want, though, is for Aaron Jones to be able to run this ball down the Rams' throat. And I just I see it happening, but I also see more of the Devontae Adams aspect happening because I think that the Rams are going to be, because of the weather, how cold it's going to be, they're going to be more expecting the run, and then it's going to be able to give Rodgers the shots to be able to throw to Adams. Well, again, that's the thing about this game is the deep passing part of it because the Packers have been able to create instant points all year. Even when Lazar is healthy, they're able to use him like that. Marcus Vell-Scantling has been great like that. Um, Rodgers... For passer rating compared to league average, plus 9.7 deep left, plus 46.1 deep middle, plus 56 uh, deep right compared to league average on deep passes. Like Again, I just don't see that being really feasible. I think if more of their passing offenses come from kind of more of the short game, um, be able to flood the interior of the of the short middle of the offense. Like One of the things that was really dumb about that Seahawks game, going back and watching the video on it, it took them to like the third quarter to like flood the interior and create an open throw. And you're like, how did it take y'all 40 minutes to run this play? And also, like, Seattle's Titans were terrible last week. They were bad at blocking. They Seattle dropped a ton up. of passes. Yeah, Dizzler. Olsen didn't. Disley didn't. Hollister didn't. All three had terrible games. And it's like, they have to- the Packers can toss Tanyan out there. They always have some no-name Titans that will come in as well, too. But, like, how, they be- how they're able to use their rollout game how they're able to use uh, their understanding like to flood the zone coverage. And even when they go empty to flood the zone coverage, to be able to create like holes in it is something that the Seahawks failed dramatically at. And like the Seahawks like stop uh, Seattle. I mean, the Rams stopped Seattle in every match that they played this year against them too. But I, I do think like the Packers have the intelligence and the ability to be able to like hit those kind of shorter passes and, um, and flood their quarters defense when they can. But for Los Angeles, like their offense, again, it comes down to like golf has two throws. Just if he can hit two throws, that's how this game needs to be set up for him. But the one thing they can do, though, is they should be able to run the ball outside the tackles. Um, against the left edge, they're in the best rushing attacks off the left edge. Pretty good against the right edge. But the Packers defense, they've been pretty, they've been below average against the run this year. Uh, Preston Smith has been fat this year. <laughs> no one wants to mention it. I think he has one sack. He had like 12 last year. Now you're calling people fat boy? Is that well, what you're he doing has now? no definition to his arms anymore. 
And then Rashawn Gary is their first round pick. Uh, I think two years ago or three years ago was the number one recruit of high school. Has never actually like produced in college or at the NFL level at all. And so like how well he, they play on the edges, I think is really important. Uh, they've been using Zedarius Smith on the interior more as a, what they call a spinner, which I don't like calling it that, but Why not? It, it just means putting, it, putting an edge rusher over the interior, but then they'll play him on the exterior. And with Green Bay, Kenny Clark's been awesome lately too. And so, like, if Clark and Lowry are good in the interior and they're able to get something out of Preston Smith on one edge, um, I think they'll be able to control Cam Akers some. But that's how Los Angeles has to win this game, though. The defense has to be great. They have to hold Green Bay to, you know, 24 points or whatever. Goff has to hit two throws. And then Cam Akers has to have, like, a great game running on the exterior. And then, in addition, that's, like, Robert Woods and Cooper Cup with their screen game and then with their jet sweeps, too. I think this team is too banged up. After everything that you're just going through and all that. It's only one player that's banged up, But though. even Cooper Cup doesn't look good. He's and he was okay. limping off the field last game. And then They'll you just shoot him up. <laughs> that's all you're saying. See, I just feel like that this team is just, when it comes to that offense, you're not going to be able to put up the points. So what you're strictly relying on is being able yeah. to stop Green Bay. And that's what you're kind of alluding to. That's is what that, they have to do. And that you believe that Rams kind of have a shot. It sounds like you're talking yourself into this game more than anything. I can't do that. You're wanting me to believe that this offense, when it comes to Green Bay, who you and I have hated on since the beginning of the season, which you and I were wrong well, about. We got, well, we changed our mind pretty quickly. We did. After about the like, third even game. Like week I think one, you're the like, third game. They kind of, like, week one, when they play Minnesota, and they're like, oh, yeah, they can't stand top of these routes. We'll just throw vertical bombs over and over again. Like, they weren't doing that this uh, last, last year at all. at all. But the one thing that was weird, LaFleur's been spectacular this year. Like, he should be the coach of the year. The one game that he have as bad was that loss to Minnesota. We're like, this is the 2019 Packers offense, and they scored 13 points that game, you know? And so, like, I don't think he's going to do it in the postseason, but he still kind of scares me a little bit um, with their game plan as well, too. But... I don't know. So well, the way I have this game, I have Green Bay I'm really winning. interested in what you have for this game. I have Green Bay winning 24-20, but the spread at six, I'm going Los Angeles. Wow. Yeah. I think it's going to be close. Okay. No. I have the Green Bay Packers 38, and I have the Los Angeles Rams 20. I don't think this is going to be close at all. And I'm you talked yourself into this type of matchup for some reason. No, I haven't. I have nothing. So you are so I, impressed I have one more, by this Rams I have Rams one more defense. stat for you. What do you got? The Rams have lost one game by more than one score when they lost to Seattle 20-9. to nine. I, That's it. That's the only game they've lost by more than one to score. To me, the offense is banged up. I understand that. And you're expecting their defense only one, to be able to But only one player is banged up. You say one player, but I say it's more than one player. Maybe two players. Okay, they're most Whitworth's important. back. They're most important. I think that run game is the most it's, important. Oh, okay. You make me sick by saying yeah. that Jared Goff and Cooper Cup are not the most important on that offense. I think Goff's probably That's like, disgusting. I think Goff's probably like the seventh most important person in this okay. offense. I think Blake Boros could run this offense. They need oh him too. Oh my god. Okay, now I know that we're just reaching here. No, Blake Boros is back. The offense this didn't even look the same. Well, who is their uh, starter? What's what his mean? name? Last week, for, quarterback. Yeah, Wolford. Even when you watched him play, the only thing that he had that Jared Goff run exactly. Yeah. But the moment that Jared Goff was able to come in and able to throw the ball, it just opened the game up to where Seattle just gross. Well, again, he made two throws. Again, Goff they can play this game set where they can make two throws for Goff. Can't make those. And that's it. Yeah, that'll be fine. I would pick the Rams last week if Goff was playing. It was Wolford. So I think Wolford. I think you and I did say that though. We alluded to it. Yeah, you and I hinted at it. Yeah, to get the chance to. 
Didn't get the chance to. So next game, I don't think there's any chance Green Bay scores 38 points since this defense. 38 to 20, right. Matt. <laughs> I like it. All right. I like where your head's at. The next game, Tampa Bay, New Orleans. Uh, the Saints are at home. Wow. They're three-point favorites. Way, this is the game. This so, is the game here. So there are two matchups this year, week one and week eight. Mm-hmm. New Orleans won 34-23 and 38-3. Uh, Tom Brady in those two games, 45 for 74. 448 yards, 6.05 yards in attempt, six sacks, and the big thing, two touchdowns to five interceptions, 13 points a game. Those five interceptions were you know, really what killed him. That, the second matchup, he threw three. He had zero touchdowns, three interceptions. It kind of gave away the game in the first half. In the last five leagues, do you want the numbers for the last five leagues of Brady? Tell me. 116 for 176, 1,714 yards. 9.73 yards in attempt, sacked eight times, 14 touchdowns to one interception, 35.8 points a game. Um, they have really just like have completely turned around this like five game winning streak they're on. And like again, like Washington has a top five defense, and you know, they're able to score 31 points, and um, they were fairly comfortable in the first half. Chris Godwin hurt them, and they have one problem right now on offense though, and that's Alex Kappa broke his ankle. Their right guard. Replacing him this week is going to be somebody who has nobody. Nobody's ever watched this guy play before. Aaron Stimmy. It's a big deal here. Aaron Stimmy is their right guard. I've replacing heard of him. him. You don't know who Aaron Stimmy I've is. I've heard of him before. He's got to have somebody that's related to somebody in the league. I've heard of Stimmy or Stymie. He's a third round. Uh, he's a third year player from Minnesota. Nobody's ever watched him play before. In the Washington game, they replaced him with Ted Larson. Ted Larson's been in the NFL for like nine years. He's very bad. Whenever he came out, that led to the Washington pass rush in the second half. Like Washington had zero pass rush the entire first half. Brady was comfortable, you know, throwing play action, having plenty of time, being able to carry out his dropbacks, and then Darren Payne just crushed Ted Larson in the second half and kind of turned that game turned that game around for Washington. Um, so like now this week, you have Marcus Davenport, you have David Onyemata, you have Shy Title, you have Sheldon Rankins, Cameron Jordan will sometimes lamp on the interior too, and like that's the that's the weak point for Tampa Bay, for New Orleans to be able to kind of flood um, Tampa's offense this game. If they're going to turn Tom Brady into week one, week eight Tom Brady, away from the last five weeks Tom Brady that he's been. Yeah, I feel like that the New Orleans Saints, when it comes to their cornerbacks, has uh, an idol, like a statue of Cortland Finnegan in their locker room. Garner Johnson. And this is who they just rub every time that they're going out on the field saying, this is who I want to be like. Because somehow, these corners have gotten into more fights with every receiver and from well, every I- team, including their own, than anybody else. All I know is, whatever they're saying, ha it may be working, but somebody, one of these days, is going to rip off that helmet and go to town. And I'm excited for it. Because at this point... <laughs> The mother effers deserve it. You didn't like when Miller did it? No, I, no, no. I need you to stop doing the stupid crap of hitting somebody with the helmet on. I need you to rip off that man's helmet, and I need you to start going to town. Because he is saying things, and it's not normal things, because everybody talks. <laughs> but the fact that he pisses off even his own teammate shows you what type of guys they are. It's, uh, only one, it's one guy. It's Gardner Johnson. He's been like the best. I love Gardner Johnson. All too. I know is every time I see this happen, it's two guys. Yeah, it's, it's two Gardner. guys in between. No, no, but it's two guys in between one guy from the opposing. It's two. Uh, but every, everybody's fought Gardner Johnson, though. It's 
Either way, I am excited for something to occur to this human being. Well, I think Lattimore and Mikey Evans got in a fight once, too. Dude, you know he's throwing family members out there. You know he's throwing (laughs) sisters, mothers, children. There's no holding back with this human being. Which brings me to my other point. I think that's what this comes down to for this game for me. Is the New Orleans defense. Not necessarily to find everything, but it's... It's everybody but Drew Brees. Exactly. Drew Brees and that flat iron arm. With flat tire arm. Uh, watching last week, dude, it's so disgusting. It's like an old pancake. It's so bad to watch. And me having to sit through that game, it's just brutal. Because you just feel like that the New Orleans Saints should be able to open this up, be able to score points. But then watching Drew Brees play the game is so boring, so awful, so old man, where you just feel bad in a way where you're saying, stop, you're done. Saying that to Orleans fans is the funniest thing on planet Earth. Yeah, they hate it. Because in the moment that Drew Brees wins, they start blowing up their chest, being like, what did you say? No, no, no. Your guy is crap. How, and you've been doing this for five years now? Yeah, exactly. And the moment that the money is on the line, not when you're going up against the first-round opponent known as the Chicago Bears who shouldn't have been in the playoffs. There we go. But it's when you're going up against a legitimate team. Yeah. I think that the only shot that the New Orleans Saints have you stop Tom the way you have, all right. But I think that beating a team, a third team in a row, I think stopping Tom to as bad as he looked with you guys for those two games is impossible to I, do for a third. Yeah, I think I, I'm going to say impossible to do for a third. And if it happens, then everyone should just copy tape from New Orleans on what they do with Tom. Yeah, well, I think what they're going to do is they're going to – Attack the right guard spot. I think first and well, foremost. I think it's a little bit shit. I, I don't want to see that because then it's like, yeah, I get that yeah. weak spot. But I'm talking about with the other two games, they weren't doing that. Well, the other two, um, the other two games, the biggest thing they did is they forced him to the sideline. Yes. But like Tom Brady's gotten stronger as the year has gone on, and Which uh, usually doesn't happen. It happens every year. It's not, but it's not supposed. But I to will say this: he saves the arm. As weird and as grotesque. And as empty, what are you gonna tell me? What are you showing me? Pull up your pants. And as empty and as soulless as Antonio Brown is, and how like cold it is, it's like watching a shark swim in the water. Like there's nothing behind his eyes. As much as he is, bro, you talking about the Joker? He's really has like helped their offense out tremendously these last five weeks. Like once him and Brady have kind of morphed together, because like it's him, it's Scotty Miller, it's Gronkowski. It's Bray. It's Godwin. It's Evans. It's absurd how many uh, weapons that he has. And like again, Brady averaged seventeen point three yards of completion against Washington last week. Seventeen point three. I don't even care if he loses. What a spectacular! Tr- what a treat he is. Everyone can say, "I hate Brady." The Brady haters to me are undeserved because I get if you want to call cheater Bill and all that. But what do you, he's doing it with a new team where he actually has weapons. I don't like, understand what I mean, else this somebody has like, to show. It's like people appreciate Pima Holmes more than Brady. For sure. Why? I mean, because he's younger and he can run and he has a great he's arm. Younger. And he like hotter, well, I think, curlier hair. No, I think part of it too, it's like Mahomes does things that Brady's never done because Brady's kind of boring in a way that he plays. It's fair. Except when it comes to when the money's. I, I don't know if Brady's boring. I just mean like it's very methodical. Though. It's very precise. It's very like, oh, boring. it's the same as Peyton. It's like, I'm going to call Eli Manning boring in the playoffs. <laughs> no, he's uh he's like a drunk child. In the playoffs. <laughs> I mean, like, yeah, I, there are guys that I wouldn't call, you know, what I call boring in the playoffs. His name is Drew Brees. He's, in, he's like, um, he's awful. 
he is very deflating. And I think it's really funny to me, and you and I have talked, because I've always bitched about this all throughout the year and every single Saints year, the fact that you don't hand the ball to Kamara every single time or just throw him a little screen or toss or just throw him any type of short pass, period, every single time just makes me laugh. Yeah. I'm just laughing every single uh, every single second that you're not just handing him the ball because he gets seven yards and then Bain goes, all right, Breeze, we're going to throw a little something. No, you idiot. Yeah. Hand him the ball again. Well, except for that Minnesota game, he gave him the ball a ton that game. That's really kind of it. I wonder if they were saving him. kind of – You're supposed to save him for this. That Chicago game, it felt like they were saving him that game. And it really did. And so, like, you this week – didn't play him like you should have. This week for them, it's like, how do you limit Drew Brees? So, you bring Taysom Hill in to throw deep passes because Breeze can't. You give the ball to Kamara 30 times. Like, this is a great run defense that Tampa Bay has. You throw him screens. Whenever he needs a breather, you have Latavius Murray. You have Michael Thomas in playing against man coverage, against, like, cornerbacks who can't cover him at all to create first downs on third downs when you need to. You have Emmanuel Sanders occasionally as well, too. Um, you have Jared Cook for, like, your go-up-and-get-it passes that Breeze can kind of leave up in the air for him as well, he too. He only throws a Jared Cook, it seems. Yeah. That's it's all like, that's all it really does it's seem It's like, like how does everybody else win this game aside from Breeze? And like it's possible it's there. I think the one thing for Tampa that was weird last week was they didn't blitz a whole lot. And this year they were they you had the about they that. had the fifth highest blitz rate. They had the third highest pressure rate this league um this year. They didn't blitz a lot last week. And so I wonder how much they blitz in through Breeze. Like you have to play man coverage against New Orleans. Like, I know you don't want to. But you have to. You don't have to really be afraid of getting beat over the top. And you can't play zone against Breeze. He's too smart. He's too good at being able to like pick holes and be able to maneuver around the pockets. Like you can't give him seven yard throws like that, you know. But to be honest with you, I just feel like that you can't prevent it. And that's just because what you even brought up. You and I were laughing at the beginning of the season, and we still are in ways because he's the Joker. But the fact that you have Antonio Brown and Mike Evans, and then you're throwing it to Scotty Miller. And are we, then, I don't know what we're talking about now. And then you were just being able to throw it to Bray. It's I'm more just talking about Breeze. I'm confused. Well, no, no, no. I'm jumping to that okay. because it's the difference. Okay. It's where he has all the weapons to be able to throw to, and he's going to be able to throw the ball downfield. Yeah. While Breeze, he's not able to get it to his weapons. You're bringing up all these guys where I even made the point. He only threw it to Jared Cook. It's like I'm going to throw it to the biggest guy that's out on the field that's running this smallest little pattern because that's the only person I'm confident in. Or maybe well, I, don't think I think it's like he can throw it up to him. What? But like, I think, but I think he Tom, can't throw it up to anybody yeah, downfield. Well, Cook's enormous. He can throw it up to Cook. I'm talking about downfield. Can yeah, he throw I'm the ball more like, than 30 I'm yards? I'm talking about like they don't ha- you don't have to throw it more than 30 yards. You're going to have to this game. Maybe not. Uh, their yeah. secondary is the weakest when it comes to the Tampa. So you even brought up I mean, like their he defense. May, but he hasn't team. had to in previous games against this team, though. Like you don't have to do that. It's better if you do it. It's football is more fun when you do it. But they may not have to. Um, their offensive line is incredible. They, I think, like I mean, like I think they can pick and poke. I want you to know. I want you to tell me what their offensive strategy is. Their offensive be. strategy cannot be Drew Brees trying to throw the ball thirty yards downfield. Well, that's it yeah, I'm saying be. like one or two, but you got yeah, to give him some shots. That's, that's when you bring Taysom Hill in and you let See, Taysom that Hill throw that. Sick. That's what they're gonna do. Again, like everything about this game for New Orleans is the fifty-two guys who aren't Drew Brees winning this game. I see, but. <laughs> I hate that we're going back to that point. That doesn't. I hate that Drew Brees is playing. Then, I hate that Drew Brees is playing this game. Yeah, because you shouldn't be. And I feel like that even watching last game against Chicago, Drew Bre- or the New Orleans Saints would be so much better tasting him with just a starter. 
if you're just going to be able to just trust him to be able to throw the ball downfield because Drew Brees can't, what is the point of Drew? I mean, like, he's smart. What is the point he's of the Drew? He's the heart and soul. You're telling me he can't do anything then except hand the ball off, which any quarterback can do that. And he can throw, like, that. he's smart and he can find holes in the zone and he can throw, like, seven-yard passes with the his The ball brain. takes at least 10 seconds to get to the guy. Yeah, but he's so smart, he makes it work out. N- no. Like, he's pretty good. Like, he's, like... Fitzpatrick is smart because he throws it before no, anything is even run. No, Fitzpatrick's not smart. Well, he just throws it the moment that the ball is snapped. He he's just a, throws it. He's a, ro- he's a mad scientist. He's not Better smart. Better than what Drew Brees does. Yeah, I'm not saying that. I'm saying he's not smart, though. And not use smart as a word to describe Fitzpatrick. But Brees is, like, very intelligent. And is this one thing that is going for him. Um, but, like, for, like... Going back to the Bucks, the Saints always have a single high safety deep, and so they're not going to allow Tampa Bay to be able to throw those like vertical Matt, seam routes. Here. Yeah, but what I'm saying is like Tampa Bay's deep passes are going to need to come down the sideline, and it's going to be up to like Brady dropping those uh, those balls in the bucket down the sideline. Balls in the bucket. Huh? Yeah, he's got to be able to put those balls in the bucket. Yeah. Is what you're trying to say? He here. has to do that down the sideline because again, like he's going to do it. By the way, the middle the middle field is going to be close for him. Yeah, I'm not saying he's not going to. But I'm saying like, he has to. And the second thing, the Drew o- has to do it. The too. other concern that I have for Tampa is they can't run the football at all. What about Fournette's a Fournette, beast, dude? Fournette, Fournette is sucks. such a man out there. He's slow. He's blind. He's not good. <laughs> and Ron Jones may not play again this week. And like this is a big problem That's in the red zone because like Tampa is a pretty boomer bust offense where like it's hard. Like so much of their stuff is Tom Brady throwing the ball 15 yards downfield. And it's like, what do you do whenever he gets to the seven yard line? They just try to throw to Gronk and like when there's three guys on this difficult. Godwin. Gronk, Godwin, Braid. Yeah, but I'm saying Evans, they've, they've had Brown. problems passing in the in short, constrained spaces. I well, no, I agree with you on that. Whenever it and gets they to like no the five game. yard line, yeah. I think they're screwed. Yeah. Wins. I think that if they're and like past that, yeah, they the got the thirty it. yard line. They're great. They're going to be making they're a touchdown great. every time. Yes. The five yard line, I agree. The with five you. yard line, they struggle. It's like somebody who can't putt in golf. It's That's like I can't putt. But I can be able I to chip from the bunker. The crap out of the ball, but it's going to take me at least three putts to get yeah. in the hole. Yeah, and so like without, and but like if Jones plays, I think Tampa wins this game pretty handily. Uh, if Jones doesn't play and it becomes like who's better in the red zone, then I think this game wins this way where New Orleans could possibly win. I just, I, you're making fun of me and everything, saying they're not going to do this, blah, blah. I, the only way that New Orleans is going to be able to win is if Drew Brees is able to throw the ball downfield. Uh, it's the only way that's going to be able to happen. I don't think so. Just but because it's the they'll only bring Taysom in. But like, they can win. They move they're the ball not in other be able ways. They're going to put up the points. I just think it comes down. Their well, defense is great, though. They, they have a great defense. Put, and I agree with you on this. All I'm saying is that for New Orleans to win, the game can't be more than 25 points. If it's more than 25 points, the Tampa wins. Maybe. I think they can no score. Maybe to me. I think New Orleans can score twenty-seven. Look what you just said. Thirty. I think no, see, 30. look now you're trying to convince right. yourself on the third. So, all right, Drew Brees the last three weeks. You ready? I'm ready. Give them to me. Sixty-nine of ninety-seven. Seven hundred seventy-seven yards, eight yards in attempt, two sacks, five touchdowns, two interceptions, thirty-five point three points a game. And the only reason why I mentioned the last three weeks is because he said the Kansas City game. He came back too early, and so these are games against. You ready? I was going to say who do Minnesota. You play yep. Carolina mm-hmm. and Chicago. Um, I wow. think they scored 21, 24 points against Chicago, 27. Yep. And Chicago's a pretty good defense, and it was, you know, he didn't do a whole lot, but. He knew anything, man. <laughs> he knew anything. Again, I don't, Chicago's just awful. Again, I don't think this game's going to come down to Drew Brees throwing the ball downfield. I think it comes down to how do they create easy offense to make up for Drew Brees' ability to throw the ball downfield. 
you're already going into the game with a handicap, and we have to be able to make this handicap better. Yeah, I mean, but, yeah, for sure. So you're going in pretty much with, what is your, uh, you know what, to compare, it's like you have your big toe mm-hmm. that's not there. Right? Like your left big toe. It's not there. You're going to be able to just have that as you're going into the game. I hope you're okay with your balance. But what game are we playing? We're talking about this game. No, I'm saying, like, what game are we playing? We're talking about football. You're missing big toe. We're talking about football. You're missing your big toe as your quarterback. All right. That's what you're doing. It's the same thing here. Maybe it's like a three-legged race and you're missing a leg. Yeah. It's, well, but no, that would actually help you out. Uh, yeah, I didn't want to say like you were missing, especially three legs. Yeah, no, it would help. You would help only have two legs in a three-legged race. I just don't see it. And I really do hope in ways that Tom Brady gets his revenge game. Because if he doesn't, this is going to look pretty bad. No, I think he's good regardless. I think he's, I think he's Regardless, okay. it's just going to be interesting and people will talk because it would be New Orleans. And, man, if I have to hear New Orleans, we beat him three times. Yeah. Dude. Dude. Well, the thing is, too, dude. Like, I think Tampa can beat Green Bay as well. Yeah. I think they're the perfect team to play Green Bay. You want to talk about Slaughterhouse? I'm not saying Slaughterhouse. Blood everywhere. But, um, so, for. I have one more thing I want to say about this game Pirates versus Cheese. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I do like how the interior of the Bucks' offensive line all look like pirates. Hold on. Hold on. Matt, there's a pirate ship, and they're going up against their own anchor with the Saints. Because that's what the symbol is. No, it's not an anchor. I, I it's know. a Florida lady. It looks like it. Just help me out with something. No, Even no. your stupid ass Josh Allingers. You always act like you're better than me. It's a Florida Lee. Yeah, I don't have anything else. Though. I just wanted to say it looked like an anchor. So you would go along with my comparison. No. But no, because it wasn't some Why type you of say Josh like, Allen comparison. What? What? But the anchor I mean, not Orleans good enough in a pirate. I was New, trying to make you happy. New Orleans like a big shipping port, and they're bringing the pirate ship up to bombard see, them. See, look, what was so wrong with my like just the War anchor. of eighteen twelve? I hate you. Uh, I don't have anything else for this one though. I'm excited for it though. I mean, it's the one game that I'm excited. I'm about, excited probably for already. all these games six for Cleveland. No, I hope you get your heart broken, and the Cleveland one should be a blowout. And when it comes to the Rams, I think they're garbage. So well, you've been I, wrong about the Rams all year. Uh, We're not garbage. We'll see, because I also said that Seattle plays down to their opponent, and we don't know what well, Seattle but Seahawks that wasn't, were going to get. But that game is more about the Rams being like the perfect poison for well, Seattle. Well, we still also talked about how we... If yeah, we, but that wasn't a playing down an opponent but game. But now they're playing against an actual opponent is my point. Yeah. Which is why I don't say, think it's going to be not anything saying, except a slaughter, blood everywhere. How many times okay. do I have to say it? I understand that. I don't. But I don't think... I think it's more about Los, Los Angeles being the perfect poison to Seattle. Just the way they play their defense, uh, it does suck that Cleveland did pull the upset because we would have had Buffalo Pittsburgh. I mean, we would have had yeah, we had Buffalo Pittsburgh. You know, Buffalo walks in the AFC title game, oh my God. and then we would have had uh, Baltimore Kansas City. I'm so upset because I didn't get the layup. That's yeah. all I just heard from you. <laughs> uh, me as a Bills fan didn't get the easiest matchup. So now I'm I upset. Wanted, I want my butt to be like this and says like this. Yeah, uh huh. Yeah, you're gonna be <laughs> clinching the entire time. Yeah, I am. Uh-huh. I'm not gonna have fun. No, no. I'm excited for it. I'm going to be sending you some I'm, memes all day long. Yeah, well, luckily it's, it's going to be from Anime uh, Boy Lover. It sucks I'm going to be in Dallas, otherwise we watch it together. Why are you going to be in Dallas? Go kiss my brother. What? Ew. Yeah. He doesn't want you to kiss him. He doesn't even like you. He doesn't even listen to our show. He doesn't listen. He doesn't. No. You know what? That's not a supportive brother. 
damn. We yeah, could, think about that, dude. It's a shame. We could watch this. We could. I don't want to watch Bethel with you. Actually, it wouldn't be fun. Why? Well, actually, that's the one time you that have to you be and, nice to me. No, you have never well, I'm been glad nice I'm not to me on anything. Whenever we watch a Dallas game or any game where I'm rooting for another team, you just sat there and just smiled and laughed. No, that's it's not all true. you do the entire time. That's not true. So for this game, I had Tampa Bay winning, uh, 31-27. Wow. All right. So no, when it comes to scoring that many points, but I do have Tampa thirty-one. I have the Saints twenty-three. So you have New Orleans scoring twenty-three. Yeah, I don't have them scoring. I told you I don't have them scoring over yeah, twenty-five. I, th- I think thirty-one is a lot too. But the my again, like if Alex Kappa was healthy and Ronald Jones was healthy, I think they win this game fairly easily. But because of those two things, I think it opens the door for New Orleans. It gives I, them cracks to bombard and break I'm through. I'm really interested in this game. Yeah, I'm this excited is for actually all very, No, no, stop it with your. Okay, okay, on. I'm excited for three and a half because I think Cleveland can. I think Cleveland can season be close at halftime. Oh, I think it's be close at halftime. You're better than this. I think it's be close at halftime, and then Kansas is gonna win by 24 points. But it's be close <laughs> at halftime. You should make a halftime bet. I want to. You should probably look up what I that is. No, I can't. What bet if it's this like weekend. seven points though? I can't bet this weekend. Why? What happened last weekend? I'm, I'm not betting this weekend. <laughs> You're like about to cry right now. No, I'm like I'm not going down that path. I'm like I gotta make my money back. You gotta make your it. money back. You gotta double the bet. I made for the Super Bowl, but not this weekend. Oh yeah, we got. If Josh Allen makes to the Super Bowl, I'll bet all my winnings or all of what I have earned from this podcast, which is millions of dollars. I will bet it all. On Josh Allen to lose. Okay. <laughs> that is where I'm at. That's good. I'm glad. <laughs> I'm going to send an email to SB Nation and be like, hey, it goes needs to go 100% here. It needs to go 100%. And if the Bills in the Super Bowl, I'm taking all my podcast money, and I'm donating to Josh Allen's charity is what I'm doing. <laughs> what is that? The Boys and Girls Club? I don't know. I, I just named that. That was even me just saying to imply something. I'm just no saying it. I'm it, sure it, it's Usually something. it's the Boys and Girls Club. Josh Allen's Boys oh, and Red Girls Cross. Club. <laughs> the Josh Allen Boys Club. Yeah. Oh, there we go. There we go. The Josh Allen's Club for Matt Weston. Uh, so to recap. Fantasy hour. Or to recap. Overall, it's whole picks. I have Buffalo. You have Baltimore. I have KC. You have KC. I have... Green Bay winning 24-20 by picking Los Angeles with the spread. You have Green Bay crushing them. We both have Tampa Bay with the upset. So we are going to everything no. except... For two? Oh, okay. We're different on two. All right, that works. Oh, yeah, yeah. that's right, because I'm always going to pick uh, against... Even though it's a bad matchup for Buffalo, so it doesn't matter. It's a great matchup for them. Yeah, whatever. Except for the tackling. The tackling's the one thing that hurts them. I think you're screwed either way, and I can't wait to not... I can't believe that you're like... Ooh, Baltimore scored 20 points against a bad t- Titans defense. No, You're no, like, no, no, no. Oh, I feel like good. We talked about. We, I've even watched the last game. Buffalo can't really do much against the run. They can't. They're good up to the tackle. Again, my con- my only concern about that game is their tackling problems. That's it. My only concern. John Taylor hasn't looked good that great all season. He's been off. He and was on. AFC Player of the Month. But, oh, you know what? He I had s- he had 780 rushing yards last month of the season. Listen, listen. I'm standing by what I said here. Jonathan Taylor's not looked that great all season. Until the last five weeks of the year. He's either crushed way, it. He, and he way, only, listen, and listen. he only had 70 rushing yards that game. Look at this. 70. All you're doing right now is defending your lover. No, That's I'm just saying that is. you're spinning you're, you're lies. You're attacking me right now because I'm saying your lover is going home. You're spinning lies to the nation. You're spinning any lies. I'm just telling Taylor you Taylor had like belief. 74 rushing yards. He averaged like four points a yard to carry. Yeah, that's hella good. 
I love it's that. Fine. And you know what Lamar Jackson's going to be able to average? Probably Nine like, yards a carry. No, nah, probably like 7.1. Okay. Well, that's still a hell of a lot. Yeah, it's a quarterback. Yeah. They well, usually I still feel more. like that because of the snow game, that's all Lamar's going to be able to do. No, he has that. Which lead. means that we're going to probably that. have 130 in rushing, 130 in passing. Probably 167 passing, probably 90 rushing. And he has this weak little Florida arm. Unlike the big, strong Whoa. Josh Allen arm Whoa. that can throw through the icy We are going wings. to size of arm now because, according to Matt, his bicep isn't big enough like No, Alex. I'm saying he has that Florida arm. He's not used to the cold, you know? By the way, I do have to make this comment, though, on why I do want Baltimore to lose. Did you hear what Lamar Jackson freaking said? What? Running his mouth the way he did. Saying, oh, we didn't make a stupid mistake. Oh, we didn't make a mistake yeah. like some others do. What did you just say? He. I love how much Baltimore hates Tennessee and vice versa. Well, what was that, though? It was like you don't say comments like that when this is your first playoff win. Can you please be humble for me? Yeah. Please? My God. I need you to be Josh (laughs) Allen. Then you can say these things. All right. Stupid. It'd be fun to get Lamar Mahomes because we didn't get last year. It'd be fun. It wouldn't be fun. Um, I don't think it'd be very close, but the switch better be flipped and it better be turned up to 11. I think Casey Buffalo would be good. I think Casey Buffalo would be amazing. <sighs> I'm going to just try to dispute be, that. I can't do it. I think it, well, you wouldn't be able to watch. Yeah, I'm going to watch. <laughs> you wouldn't be able to watch. No, no, I'm not saying that you wouldn't. I'm just saying you wouldn't be able I'm so to because you're going to be like not okay. I'm so glad I'm not drinking. I'm so glad. Why would you be glad about that? Drink you and make you relax at this point no, for how bad you're going to be feeling. It'd be bad. Dude, you can't watch the game. You're going to be going crazy. I'll be fine. At least drinking would like balance you out. No, you being no. sober just going to have your heart going crazy. It's better. On, Josh. Josh. Come on, Joshy. 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 Yeah, I'm going to call him Joshy Allen on Saturday. That's disgusting. No, it's so You need to look better. up what his middle name is so then you can call know. him by his full name. I don't know. I don't know what it is. By the way. If his middle name was Matt, would you like cry? Joshua Matthew. Oh my God, would you cry, Joshua Matthew Allen? Oh my what God, a beautiful name. No, my. <laughs> Maybe I'll name my son Allen. Oh my God. <laughs> How mad would you be? Not mad because you're having a girl. No. <laughs> uh, but until next time. Don't name your girl Allen. I'm. Oh. <laughs> oh my. No, no, if your ladies, no, do not name your girl Alan. Until next time, I'm Matt Weston. Thank you for listening to Bowery Radio. Name for me on time. Watch some Bridgerton. Get some 1800 ass. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com.